Welcome to Glasgow Evangelicals Podcast. Thanks for listening with us today. Our hope is that today's sermon equips you to live the gospel joyously. Come along with us as we learn to live the gospel together. It came uh, apparently clear to me last week that as I got done kind of with kind of with the sermon on, hey, where are our priorities and kind of where are we leaving those priorities and how do we prioritize our time and all that sort of stuff, um, I started to kind of realize that I was looking back at all of my New Year's resolutions and we had just done, you know, four weeks of, hey, resolutions worth, worth keeping. And, and I started to kind of think about this idea of how do we make this more than just saying we want to change? How do we make this more than just lip service of saying, hey, we're going to do this or just going through the motions? Because sometimes that's what it feels like, right? Like that's all of a sudden we go, yeah, I'm going to change this. And then we kind of either do it half-hearted or we don't know how to change it. And so we just kind of get mundane and we just kind of, oh, I'll just, you know, we almost become like robots and then I started to kind of realize that, well, what, what if it's maybe we're just out of sync? Maybe it's because it's so unfamiliar that we need to have a little bit of rhythm and having a little bit of rhythm with God and going into these new things. And so when I came across Ecclesiastes um, chapter 3, 1 through 15, and I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I'm going to read this first part. It says, for everything there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. When I read that verse, I thought about the... uh, I thought about the joke, Brian Regan tells this joke of he's on the highway one time and he sees a logger coming this way and he's got a logging truck behind him and he's like, you know, you could probably just like call each other and if you need lumber over there, just, yeah, you guys, it's over your heads, it's okay. But I thought about that going, wow, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. That would be, that's kind of like you parents telling your kids, move that pile from here to there and then you tell them to move it back just to keep them busy. But anyway... The point is, is that there is a time to scatter them and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak and a time to love and a time to hate and a time for war and a time for peace. Then he goes on to talk a lot uh, about a lot of different things, but in the very end of that book, he says, and really it all boils down to this, our relationship with God and walking with him and having rhythm with him. And so for the next four weeks, I want to dive into what that rhythm looks like a little bit in a day. Because if you didn't know this, we are built uh, to have a rhythm, and uh, there is a term, a scientific term for it. It's called a circadian rhythm, that uh, most human beings are on a anywhere between 23 and a half hours to 24 and a half hours of just a rhythm of, hey, we need a, slight, uh, a sleep cycle 
to either rejuvenate us or bring us back or, hey, that we function really super well in that rhythm. And so I want to look at what a rhythm with God could look like for us. This is one way, this isn't all of the ways, but this is one way in which, hey, what if we took each part of the day? The Bible talks about uh, having morning time and afternoon or midday time and afternoon time and evening time. And that evening time extends even into the midnight time. And so each week I just want to focus on those. And so this morning we're going to take on the morning time together and we're going to look at what our rhythm could look like with one another or with our relationship with God. But before that, could we pray together? Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we open up your word, Lord, I would ask that we could... see you in a different light, that we could take your, take your words that you give us in this amazing book called the Bible to sink into our lives, to help us move our hearts out of the way or change our hearts, Lord, so that we could find rhythm with you, that our heartbeats would be along with yours that we would see what you're doing in us, but as, as well as around us. God, we thank you for the power of the blood that cleanses us of our sins so that we, so we can have your Holy Spirit in us, guiding and directing us. And would we, not, would we not push your Holy Spirit away, but would we invite so that we have changed lives in you? Lord, we love you and we thank you. In your holy name we pray, amen. So I can remember a time in which uh, I had, I felt like I was in the groove. I was in fourth grade and uh, our school, Elysian, Elysian Elementary uh, in, uh, in Billings, we had a jump roping contest. And so I decided to enter into the jump roping contest as a fourth grader, right? So I know what you're thinking, boys and jump roping, are you serious? I'm going to tell you I was a really good jump roper. And so I entered into this contest and I went like mad. So the whole point was not how many you could do, but how, fa- how long you could just last, so that other people, you know, were, they just kind of dropped off. And so if, you, if, you, if you, you had three times, so if you broke up three times, then you were out of this contest that we were doing in fourth grade, right? This was, this was a contest, guys. This was not gym, all right? So let's, let's just make sure that you know this because I won, y'all. I won. Okay, it wasn't gym. I didn't get a grade for it, but uh, I think I lasted something like four minutes and 30 seconds, right? And so the other day I tried that. That's a really long time. So I, I, that's what I remember. I mean, it could have been 10. I don't know, but, <laughs> or 30 seconds, uh, fourth graders. Uh, and then I watched my son, you know, we buy him a jump rope and we buy him just because he just needs to get his energy out, right? So anything, right? We have a pogo stick for him and all that sort of stuff. And I'm now I'm waiting for him to jump rope with a pogo stick, but hey, that's, that's later on down the road because I think he's able to do that. But anyway, 
there's a rhythm to jump roping, right? You have to get it down, and you have to, all right, here we go. I'm swinging with my arms, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm jumping, and there's this rhythm, right? If I was out of rhythm, right, my arms would be swinging, and I would just be jumping, but nothing would happen, right? Like I watch my, I watch my beautiful six-year-old daughter try to do jump roping, right? And so she swings, and, you know, she just doesn't jump at the right time, and she's still trying to find this rhythm, But man, isn't it really fun when you hear the rhythm, for me, of a jump rope, and it's the sound. It hits, and then you know, right? It hits, and it's just this constant. You can go faster, you can go slower, you can get speed rope. If you want to try a speed rope, I have one in my office. It hurts really bad when you hit yourself with it, okay? But then you think of like Rocky, right? And you just watch this montage. It's a really cool thing to be in rhythm. Rhythm actually has a lot of power. And I'm going to give you an example of that. There's this song that we all know, right, called We Will Rock You, right? And so everybody does it. And so I'm going to see if you guys can stay in rhythm, okay? And so Logan and I, I'm just going to tell you, I'm horrible at rhythm. You are so lucky that I don't play an instrument or sing. I've already told you guys I don't sing well. I don't, I, I sing happy birthday too fast or too slow or weird things. I'm telling you, it's, it's ridiculous. So we're going to try this. You ready? So if you don't remember what we will rock you, it's two stomps with the feet, one stomp with the clap. Last, or one clap. Last night I was doing two claps and one stomp, and my son was like, that's not right. And I was like, oh, okay. So here we go. You ready? We're going to do it all together, okay? And we're going to do it for a while, okay? We're going to at least try to do it for a good 20 seconds, okay? So you ready? Logan, you ready to do this with me? Okay, you ready? And now can you go louder? All right. Now, I'm telling you, have you ever been in a stadium that does that? Right? Like you're sitting there like, yeah, let's go to war. All right. Kill them, right? Like, it's not, it's not quite what it's like, but like you just get jazzed and you're like, yeah. I think that there is this idea that rhythm does have power. And it's also very clear that non-rhythm has power as well. Hunter, great job in the drums today. It was your first time. Thank you. I was hoping that you would... I was hoping that you would mess up so I could use you. But what if Hunter completely just botched the rhythm today? If you, if you didn't, you would yell at him, I'm sure. But if you didn't realize, I mean, he can make his drum set a lot louder than the rest. And there were some parts where you're just like, yep, we heard Hunter today. It's awesome. But the thing is, is that we also know that when rhythm is completely off, it throws everything out of whack. It's almost like everybody else can't do their job. And so when we look at this, I I want us to think about this, that when we're out of rhythm with God, we are easily swayed by our circumstances, by our emotions, or, or whatever others are doing around us. We're easily taken off track when we're out of rhythm. But when we are in rhythm with God, it's this idea that, man, I, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm with you, God, and God, I want you to be with me. We're not telling God what to do, but we're noticing, God, I just want to be with you. 
And I think that as we go along the day, I think sometimes that rhythm does change a little bit. What would happen if for a whole entire three hours all we did was do the stomp clap thing? A lot of you guys would be like, I am so tired. Can we be done with this? Can we change the rhythm up a little bit? Can we change something different? And I think that God has created that with us. And I think that's partly because maybe we need to understand who we are a little bit. Our rhythm with God in the morning when we rise is not the same rhythm as, as when we go to bed. For some of you it could be and that's okay, but I, I don't think it is. I think that we start to see where God is and where we are and we go, okay, God, I, I know that you're like this, but I know that I've messed up today and so I need to maybe look at rhythm a little bit differently. And so as you're with God, things change a little bit. Maybe you sit there and you go, man, I really messed up with that. And so as your rhythm changes, God, I'm gonna be with you in this part of my day. God, I, I see what you're doing. There's this guy in, um, that I followed, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name right now, but every morning what he would do is he had a little cardboard sign sitting right by his bed, and he would roll over, and he'd pick it up, and he would just hold it to God. And it, all it said was, hey, I'm really poor this morning. I need your help. Would you please walk with me today because I can't do it without you. I'll work for you. And, I'll, and the only reason why he said that, I do, do that every morning to remind myself that I'm breathing, that I'm alive, and I need God this morning. So in the morning, I think our attitudes with God take on a completely, not a, not a completely different vibe, but it takes on a different vibe than when we went to bed. And so that's what I want to dive into this morning a little bit is looking at verses in which what is God doing in the morning and what is our reaction to him in the morning? Because you see, uh, Jesus was a great example in Mark 1.35 where in the morning he goes out to pray. God, I'm going to pray with you. There's even other verses where God was way, uh, where Jesus maybe spent the whole night praying, but in the morning before daybreak, Jesus got up and went to an isolated place to pray. God, what are you going to do today? And so if Jesus is the example, man, I want to be a follower of that. So if you're taking notes with me, the very first thing that I, I would love us to write down is this. Is that we rise in the morning and we realize that his love is still there. We rise in the morning and his love is still there. I want you to think about that. I want that to be kind of a thought process for you this morning. When you went to bed, when you closed your eyes, you legitimately were dead to the world. Right? There's so many things going on around you, you have no clue. Unless some blood-curdling scream comes from your kids or you hear some gurgling sound from your cat that you're like, please, I don't want to step in that, right? Like, I don't know. But, uh, man, that's the sort of stuff that wakes you up, right? But other than that, God has got everything else under control. And so the fact that we wake up in the morning and we rise and we have breath in our lungs, and we're still alive. The first thing is that his love is still surrounding us. 
Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says this, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. When we wake up, is the first thing on our lips, God, I'm so thankful that you're still here, that you love me unconditionally, that whatever happened yesterday, it's a new day today. And I can walk in new mercies. And some of you can look at yesterday and go, wow, that was a really bad day yesterday. I'm super thankful for his mercies. And you can tell him that, Lord, I am sorry for my attitude. Psalm 35, I love this verse. It says this, it says, for his anger lasts only a moment. And by the way, I, messed, I made a mistake on our notes. It is Psalms 35, not Psalms 36. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Some of us, we, we know God couldn't love us. Man, how can he love us? And then realize that, wait a second, through his son Jesus Christ and the death on the cross for our sins, the blood spilled out for us. It's only for a moment. And in the morning, joy comes with it. And that we can go, thank goodness for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For our sins. So that we can walk in joy no matter what happens, the peace that comes over us. And once we realize that Psalm 59, 16 through 17 says this, it says, But as for me, I will sing about your power. Each morning I will sing with joy about your unfading love, for you have been my refuge, a place of safety when I am in distress. Oh, my strength to you, I sing praises. For you, O oh God, are my refuge, the God who shows me unfailing love. His love is there in the morning. And so, God, we thank you for loving us because we know that we're sinful people. And then as we get ready in the morning, we pray. We pray in the mornings. God, be with us. And as we pray that he gives guidance and direction. I found this interesting because most of the time, for me, this is I get so distracted and I'm not praying, I usually say, what do I have to get done today? What's my list of things that I have? And I know the things that I've missed and the things that I didn't write down or the things I did write down that I didn't do. But really, this is a time to go, God, what's really most important? Where are my priorities? Are we praying for God to give us guidance or are we just praying, God, give me favor for what I'm going to do today? God, would you give me opportunities to share your love, to prioritize? God, this is really, I'm really struggling in this area. Would you give me advice on how to go about doing this? Isaiah 40, 30 through 31 says this. 
It says, even youths will become weak and tired, and youth and young men will fail in exhaustion, but those who trust in God will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not go faint. And I know what you're saying is, is what does this have to do with we pray and he gives guidance? How many times have you woken up in the day going, ah, this again? I just have to keep going on with X, Y, and Z because other people are dependent upon me or whatever. But no, God, I need your strength for today. There are some of you who have been doing the exact same thing for 15, 25, 35 years. And you need just a little bit more strength to go, God. But also in this section, it's talking about finding newness and what God's asking us to do. So God, would you give me strength to do whatever it is that you're asking me to do? Maybe you're finding yourself in a new path that you've got to take or God is saying, no, you've got to now take the job that you're in and change it for the glory of him. Maybe it's more about telling other people about him than it is just getting the job done. But whatever it is, God gives the guidance and we can trust in him. And Psalms 143.8 says this. If you can skip to the next one, Noah, that would be awesome. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. God, this morning... I am praying that you would just show me where to walk. It's the first thing. God, you're amazing. God, give me guidance. And the next one is, is we also probably should be telling him what we're struggling with. God, this is what I'm dealing with. And so we hope and we cry out to God in the morning. And we realize that God's kingdom is overcoming the darkness. There are mornings in which we sit down and we go, okay, God, you need to give me guidance, but I also need you to understand here is what's going on in me. Here's what's going on in my heart, and I am struggling. Struggling to be who you want me to be. I'm struggling because things are pulling me away. I'm struggling because I just have stress, anxiety, and worry all the time. But as we have given him the praise that he's due for loving us unconditionally and that we want his guidance, it becomes to see that God's that as we cry out, God does care for us and that his kingdom is overcoming the darkness, not only in our hearts, but in the world. And Psalms and Proverbs 4.23, you've heard me say this over and over again, that, man, as we guard our hearts above all else, I'm sorry, that we should guard our hearts above all else for it determines the course of our life. And God gives us those directions all the time in the Bible. Man, just guard your heart. I know that it's hard. Keep guarding your heart. Keep coming back to me. Because Psalms 5.3 goes on to say, Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. God, I'm crying out to you. Psalms 88, 13 through 14. Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day, O Lord. Why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? This is an incredible Heart of going, God, I so badly want your kingdom to come. This isn't a, this isn't a uh, 
This isn't a psalm of pointing a finger to God and going, God, this is all your fault. You're not doing these things. This is a, God, I just need your kingdom because I know your kingdom is far better than anything else. He, later on in other, in psalms before that, go, man, I love meditating on your word. Psalm 1 just goes back to, blessed is the man who does meditate on God's word. Because he's not swayed. He's crying out to God, and he knows God's kingdom is overcoming the darkness. And how do we know that? And I think the best verse on this is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And it goes on to say, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. God, I'm struggling with this, but I'm going to run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. And through Jesus Christ, the kingdom has been working. The kingdom is going on. And so, yeah, we can cry out to God and we can keep on working at things. When we have struggles, we keep going back to Scripture over and over again. So not only have we risen and told God that he's amazing and we thank him for his unfailing love and he's giving us guidance as we pray and we tell him, hey, here's the things that I'm struggling with and we know that God is working that out. We also in the mornings get to eat food that's set out in front of us. There are some of you that are probably like, well, I don't eat breakfast. That's okay. How many of you guys drink coffee? Breakfast in a cup. Or you might walk out the way and just leave that. But I think this is important, sitting down in, in a way and with our souls and going, God, thank you for what you've provided in front of me right now. I'm going to use it for your glory, but we have to realize this, is that when we sit down and eat what's in front of us, we realize that this is which he has provided for us. The only way we get to eat this food is because it's from him, not anything that we've done. So once again, it brings us back to thanking God for everything that he has given us. Job 20, 29, 19 through 20, after going through anguish and, and all the things he goes through, he sits down and he says, For I am like a tree whose roots reach the water, whose branches are refreshed with the dew. New honors are constantly bestowed on me, and my strength is continually renewed. Because of what he gives us, our strength is renewed, and because we keep reaching out to him to have the sustenance that he gives us, we're constantly being renewed. I made another blunder in the notes. It's not Psalm 101.8. It's Psalm 34.8. And it says this. When we've done all of these things, 
I was about ready to read the wrong one again. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And as we sit and we eat food, whether it's with our families or it's by ourselves, do we realize that the Lord is good to us? And we go into Luke chapter 1, verses 78 and 79. It says, because of God's tender mercies, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. He is continually working and everything that we have is from him. And the last thing that we do in the morning is we go to work and God shows us his glory. We go to work and God shows us his glory. Isn't it amazing that sometimes when we head to work and we don't feel like doing it, somehow we can get into the groove of it. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says this. It says, each time, and this is Paul just crying out to him, going, God, I can't continue to do this. I hurt, I'm in pain, all of this stuff. And each time, he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. As you go to work, that is literally what God is doing, is, is he is really working through you. And so whether you get to tell tons of people about Jesus as you're working, or whether you just get to do a good job, we begin to just go, God, you are amazing. And his glory is all around us. Maybe it is that little time you get to drive to work and you see the sunrise. Maybe it's that moment when things get just a lot easier and you're like, oh, I'm so thankful for that, God. You're amazing. Things work out for us. You would not believe how many times that when we come back to work and we're so worried about things here as a staff that we just go, we have to finally give it to God. And all of a sudden, miraculously, we come to the, our, we come to the work day and it's, the answers are there for us. Awesome. Thanks, God. God doesn't, notice it doesn't say that God works out of our strengths. It says God works out of our weakness because he is our strength. It is his power we desire. And because of that, when we're working in Psalms 113.3, it says everywhere from the east to the west, praise the name of the Lord. Whatever we're doing, and I used this verse last week that no matter whatever we're doing, we're doing it to glorify God. You'll notice we put this card in your guys' bulletin. And once again, like I said, if you didn't grab this, that's fine. But... Um, You'll get four bookmarks. Yeah, there's more on the, in the information uh, center. And so if you do want to grab one on your way out, that's just fine. But we're going to make four bookmarks. And this is what we're, we're going to do is 
Um, we talked about memorizing Scripture last week. And so uh, I want to memorize this as a church together. And so next week before we start our sermon, we'll be saying this together, and it won't be on the side screens. So, uh, so that'll, be, that'll be fun for us and me. Um, but uh, here's the verse that we want you to think about every morning when you wake up is this, is always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. It's the NLT version, and so if you have a different Bible, you can certainly memorize it in the version you love, but um, we preach from the NLT, and so this is what we decided to do, and so every week you'll be getting one of these, and and I just ask that when you wake up in the morning, if you want to put it by your nightstand or if you want to put it in your car or tape it up in your shower because it's waterproof, we've laminated them all, if you want to just, man, I'm going to read this and I'm going to keep on memorizing it, just whatever is going to help you memorize this week, this is what I would love you to do with us as a church body, that when we wake up in the mornings, God, I'm always going to be joyful. I'm going to never stop praying today when I'm with you, and I'm going to be thankful in all circumstances, for I know this is your will, God, because I know that I belong to Christ Jesus. And if you don't, and if you've never given your life to Christ, this is, this is a moment where you can. We're gonna, I'm going to ask the worship band to come up. We're going to sing a song called Reckless Love together. And this is literally what the song is about, is that there is nothing that you could do in your life that God doesn't love you. If you've never experienced his new mercies in the morning because you haven't understood the love of Christ, this is the whole thing, that even in the midst of whatever happened yesterday and whatever happened this morning, that God loves you. That God sent his son to die on the cross so that we could have a relationship with him. And if you're looking at this, at this verse and going, what does it mean to belong to Christ? It literally means that you are turning from the way you used to live and trusting in the way that God shows us through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you've never done that, this is a great opportunity for you to go, God, at this very moment, I understand your reckless love for me. And I want to walk in this path and I want to rise in the morning and still feel your love and I want to pray because you give me guidance and I want to hope and cry out to you because you're the only one that can overcome the darkness that's in my emotions, in the things that are going around with me. And then when I, everything that I have, when I eat and then when I sit in front of us, I know that it's from you and not from anything that I've done. And when I go to work, I just want to see your glory everywhere I go because I want to spill that glory out to everyone who's around me. God, that's what I want. And as you sing this song, just simply say that to him. God, I want your life and I am don't want to live the way that I've been living anyway. So God, would you forgive me? And that's literally what I think this song helps us realize. Is that God's love is overwhelming. 
For those of you who do belong to Christ, I, I pray that you sing this out to God by saying, I am thankful always for your love. And I want to get in rhythm with you that as my day goes, this is a natural outpouring. It's not something hard. It's not something that seems so foreign, but it's a natural outpouring of, man, I'm with you, God. Use this song as a time to be able to say that as well to God. Then I'll come up and close. Once again, I, I think that uh, <laughs> these sermon series are way more for me than they are for you because I know what it's like to be out of rhythm with God. Things don't seem to work the way that we want them to or we just kind of feel lost a little bit. So let's find a little bit of rhythm together. And if you, during that song, said, hey, God, I, I, I want to give you my life, that is the greatest decision that you could ever make. And I hope that you tell somebody around you or your best friend who's been praying for you for weeks or years or your grandma or, you know, your spouse. And for those of us who, once again, have already dedicated our life, man, I... Pray that tomorrow morning when we wake up, we start a new rhythm with God. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your reckless love. But really, it's not reckless because you've planned it all. It is our way of saying thank you for doing whatever it took to capture our hearts, to bring them around to you. So God, we are so thankful for you giving us guidance, you giving us direction, you capturing our hearts so that we can know that everything is from you and that we can see your glory all around us. amazing and there's nobody else we'd rather serve turn our hearts towards you in your name we pray amen thanks for joining us again for another sermon of the GEC podcast connect with us at glasgowec.com or every Sunday morning at 10 here in Glasgow Montana if you enjoyed this podcast we'd love for you to subscribe rate and give a review on iTunes because this helps us share the word with more people See you next week.